Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. It's Friday. Welcome to Pharmacy Friday. Mr. Alex, are you there? I'm here. How are you, you, Todd? I am doing well. I'm excited for the weekend. I need a break. It's been a long, uh, stressful week um, for uh, for myself, um, I think for the industry and definitely for our nation. Um, so I'm, I'm needing a weekend. Well, it sounds like you've got some peaceful background noise to listen to. <laughs> yes, I am on the uh, the porch of one of my um, work associates, and actually, he's a he's a lawyer that I, I use, and I'll be visiting him this morning. So he's running a little late. So I'm doing uh, I'm doing our Pharmacy Friday wrap up podcast on his uh, front porch. Nice. Sounds like fun. So hopefully it'll bring some tranquility to the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. So um, want to dedicate this episode um, today, this Pharmacy Friday, to fellow pharmacy industry Amanda Alvere and Stanley Almodovar III, who uh, were both pharmacy technicians that were lost in the crazy – um, Orlando shooting that took place uh, in Sunday. Um, and I just mm-hmm. want to recognize them and um, ask the Lord to bless them and their families. And I know that that's a, obviously it's in the minds of all of us in the, uh, in the nation as well, as well as around the world. But because they're part of our pharmacy industry, I just wanted to recognize them. It's so hard. I mean, this has been, to my knowledge, the worst, uh, next to 9-11, one of the worst terrorist acts ever carried out, right? One of the worst mass shootings. Um, and I know with the nation, I don't I don't know what the p- politicians are doing about all this, but man, the, the heartache that the families are experiencing, that, that is so tough. I just... I hate the selfish act of one D bag causing all this pain. Right. Exactly. And the terror that it, the terror that it puts and how it's dividing our nation, trying to fool people into thinking that it's us versus them. It's us versus ISIS. But this is probably another conversation for another. I, I think what you said is appropriate Todd, that we just say, you have our condolences, you have our support, our prayers, and we're just right. It's no longer Republican versus Democrat or conservative versus liberal. This is Americans for Americans. I don't know, Todd, if you've seen this or not, but they, a lot of people posted the videos of all of the people helping um, the families for those that were lost and the wounded. Um, There's a great video of this this guy showing the long, long line of like hundreds 
to people donating blood and giving free things. And, um, it was even great to see, you know, there was a, um, a picture of a Muslim group that, that were donating things. And they even made the statement that, you know, this one man, this doesn't represent us, which I think is so important to clarify that, that one person does not represent the action of an entire group of people. It's all what we're thinking. Um, we all have different opinions. We all have different views. But I like what you said. We are all, number one, Americans and number two, human beings. And I think definitely what happens is when we are sometimes at the most worst of times, there's always people that step up to make things to make things better. And I think we act as humans during disasters. We portray some of our best behaviors and our best character uh, based on such a horrific disaster. And I guess I, I, w I would hope that in pharmacy specifically – you think about that. You think about you're a service provider. You're a health care provider. I don't care if you're a technician, a cashier, a pharmacist, um, a pharmacist in charge, uh, the vice president of the entire operation, you know, the owner. You're you are a servant of the people. And I like a um, I like the attitude of of the whole concept of what is servant leadership. And mm -hmm. I think this, this disaster pulls out servant leadership in all of us. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. So speaking of the nation and a lot more, um, upbeat topic, um, there is an organization mm -hmm. called pharmacist nation TV network. Have you ever heard of that, Alex? No, this is brand new to me. So the Pharmacist Nation TV Network is the efforts of Hollywood producer, uh, very well uh, backed in his efforts to build the, the nation's first pharmacist uh, TV network. And he is working with Bob uh, Parado. He's part of the Florida Pharmacist Association. And he's been doing this for about a year now. And they're, they're accumulating uh, members of this, and they're giving this content in the form of television out to uh, state pharmacist associations. And they're going to be piping programming into waiting rooms of pharmacies to educate patients on multiple different things, diabetes education, uh, gluten-free living, eating better, whatever it is, um, uh, nutrition information, but then they're also going to use the, the, the Pharmacist Nation uh, TV network to educate pharmacists about the business of pharmacy too. So Pharmacy Podcast is going to be doing some partnership coverage and assignments with them, which we're really excited about because you're going to, um, that is you listeners out there, Pharmacy Podcast listeners, are eventually going to see uh, Alex and Todd's face sometimes on his publications, which I have a face for radio, so you'll have to forgive me when I'm wearing my hat and my, my T-shirt. Maybe I'll dress up that day, Alex. I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably 
It's probably a good idea. <laughs> but it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be and I think that it's going to help us advocate for our uh, industry, which is really what I'm excited about, too. And if you want to listen to the podcast, obviously, that's our normal of getting content out there. But if you want to watch a video alongside it, we're going to probably start doing more of that, too. Awesome. Once again, you can look at this up at uh, Pharmacist Nation TV Network. If you Google that, I'm sure you'll it'll come right up and you'll find it. So, Alex, I was thinking of you during the the latest release of the Pharmacy Podcast Show, or at least it was, I think, episode 204, where our co-host Blair uh, Telemeyer interviewed a Dr. Emma Hitz, who's CEO of uh, Nascent Medical. And she comes on the Pharmacy Podcast to talk about medical writing as a career for pharmacists. And I was like, wow, this is right up uh, Alex's alley as, a, as another way of making money or even a different career path. Have you heard about medical writing for pharmacists? Yeah, it's actually a great way to make extra income. So there's two ways to think about medical writing. You can either become a freelancer who works on assignments as they come on your convenience at home or there's the traditional route where you actually work for a company like what you previously said and it's it's a whole different job a whole different field uh, personally i'm more of a fan of kind of the freedom lifestyle work things as you like and i've helped a few people start medical writing there's actually a lot of opportunity online in certain websites where you can go and you can actually do this work um, as it's needed it's a great way you when you charge for these things too because people are probably wondering okay well how much money can i make um it is i would say it is close to what the average pharmacist can make but it i for starters it, you typically cannot charge the same hourly wage as the average pharmacist, like $55, $60 an hour. It is typically a little bit less, more in like the $40 range for freelancers. But it, that is actually a great way to get some experience. If you've thought, well, how can in the world can I transfer out of hospital pharmacy or retail and get into to medical writing like how do i gain experience in that well there's there's so many opportunities right now online for you to do that it's just getting your feet wet and then if that's what you want to do full time then it sounds like the company that blair talked to would be a great place to kind of pitch your services to yeah and just using the old google sphere if you put in hit h-i-t-t medical writing, hit medical writing, Emma's organization uh, will come up. But listen to the episode. It's, it's, a, it's a good interview, and I think it'll get your wheels turning when it comes to developing uh, other opportunities for yourself as a pharmacist with all the expertise that you have. And if you can uh, carve out after your 40, 50-hour week some additional time and you like to write, as Alex said, I think it's a great way to make additional money as a pharmacist and using your degree and your knowledge, especially if you're writing about something that you'd like to study more about. Because I found, Alex, that there's no better way of learning something than teaching about it. And I think medical writing is, is a form of teaching, um, and writing it uh, would be a great way to uh, 
to do that. Totally agree. If I didn't already have my businesses set up, it's an easy transition for a pharmacist to get into medical writing. I'll just say that. And personally, I'm a fan of helping people get rid of their debt. Did you know that we're paying off our house this month? A little sidetrack. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel it feels really, really good to own the home. But yeah, so if you're thinking about it, get your feet wet. You can contact me too if you need help get getting started. But otherwise, just get out there, start practicing. Exactly. The first step is just to get out there and do it. And that's another thing that our co-host Blair um, advocates is don't wait for the business card to look good or or the website or anything. Just get out there and let people know that you are accessible in doing these extra things. So I wanted to reference the top health products of 2016, which is a study that's been out there since June of 2012. So this is the fourth year. Uh, U.S. News and World Report and Pharmacy Times reveal the 2016 top recommended health products. The reason why I'm bringing this up I am not bringing it up to advocate and to say, hey, here's the best health products for you. What I'm doing is I'm curious if the pharmacy community that's listening, in fact, comes up with the same conclusion. So I'm going to throw some of these out to you, Alex, and I want to just get your your feedback on this. Okay. So that they say – they open up the article with the, that the summer travel season begins – And this is a top recommended over-the-counter products, helps prepare consumers to stay healthy during uh, any getaway. Returning top-ranked recommendation products for vacationers include, and then they go into the list. So the first one, since it's summertime, sunscreen. Well, that's important, obviously. They list Neutrogena as the leading product. So I guess in hospital pharmacy and compounding and community it obviously probably happens in community more than anything have you like have you had patients have you had doctors have you had any kind of bi-directional recommendation of sunscreen (laughs) (laughs) no i i have not experienced this so you know something to think about for for people who don't look into these things because i've i've used u.s news for ranking ranking systems they rank for example pharmacy school and if you look at how they do this it's extremely vague on how they come up with this lists and that's <laughs> that's probably just one of the issues i'd bring up for these things so my first thought is okay neutrogena a brand product coming out with a sunscreen um sounds great I, I wonder how much communication happened between U.S. News and Neutrogena to get on this list. <laughs> right. Right. Because then they list upset stomach, they list Pepto-Bismol, and I had to roll my eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, <laughs> hello? <laughs> I was like, all right. Toothpaste, Crest. Oh, that's a that's a stretch. So I just want I want the listeners to be – aware of the balance between your authenticity as a healthcare provider and the berade of advertisement and influence that other organizations have to to the decisions that the consumer makes 
So that's all kind of, that's really why I wanted to bring this up. I didn't want to bring it up for the list itself. I mm-hmm. kind of wanted to, to say, hey, just like I started with the importance of you as a healthcare provider, be cognizant, be aware of, of these things, and just be sincere. If you've used something or you've seen patients have, you know, your customers have great outcomes with something, then my, by all means recommend it. But I don't, I don't think our patients, uh, your customers, the pharmacist customer, uh, puts you in the second most trusted healthcare professional in the nation over and over and over again because you're schlepping Neosporin brand uh, first aid topical ointment. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> if we knew how they were ranking, you know, all these products and testing them, I would be more apt to trust a list, which is kind of why actually I trust consumer reports. Um, I'm not sure if you've used them before. Yes. To make a buying purchase or a buying purchase decision. Um, but something like this, I, I don't know. It's nice to have, I guess. Yep. So we have to wrap it up. And before I do, I want to give a shout out to Good Day Pharmacy. Very proud of this organization out in Colorado changing things. I always like to feature a independent pharmacy on the show. Uh, they tweet at Good Day RX. They're a really, um, they have a huge web presence. It's uh, gooddayphharmacy.com. They're led by David Lamb, who's a pharmacist, as well as Nancy Lamb, who's a pharmacist, consultant, consultant pharmacist. What I, what I like about their model, uh, Alex, is the fact that they do assisted living, they do compounding, medical supplies, and traditional community pharmacy. Nice. A huge mix. And that's how you keep your business going. You have multiple different services. Yeah. If you don't innovate, you die in the marketplace. That's why we have capitalism and not socialism. <laughs> right. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. It was kind of a somber show today and, and obvious for obvious reasons, but we promise to be back next Friday with some um, maybe more of an upbeat program. And we thank you so much for what you're doing for us as listeners. If you haven't uh, seen or listened to uh, Alex Barker's show, Pharmacy Life Radio, please head on over to PharmacyLifeRadio.com. I'm Todd Yuri. I'm Alex Barker. And that was a Pharmacy Friday wrap-up show. We thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to the show and send us a voice message with your ideas and comments from our contact section on the website. Did you know we develop digital health content to assist with business development and marketing efforts? Learn how we can help you drive more patients, physicians, and targeted leads to your website. Contact us today at pharmacypodcast.com.